and welcome to the Gridiron Glory League. We are on week three. We had a fantastic opening weekend. A lot of exciting things to talk about. Before we do, I'd like to get into the rules of the league. We adhere to a strict 48-hour advance with emergency 24-hour extra for important user games. Two preseason and two regular season trades. A trade committee with two reps from both conferences to vote on all trades. Two free agent rules, one which limits users to signing one 90-plus overall free agent per season. The second rule prohibits any user from offering a quarterback contract if they have two quarterbacks over 83 overall. If both are on expiring contracts, you must choose one to attempt to resign. This will allow CPU teams to have access to quality quarterbacks and drive realism. Everybody in the league must be the role of owner. You are allowed to use any team's playbook, no custom. Rage quit penalty sits your highest overall player for the next game. No kicker, punter, offensive line. Off-season team switching is not available. No force wins. You are not allowed to change any player position outside of what is realistically expected of them. No huddle rule, which allows its use on your first drive of the game and during the final two minutes of either half. No huddle cannot be used to keep other personnel on the field outside the situations above. An early change we had to make was turning the injury sliders down as well as debating on switching to all Madden difficulty. Right now the vote sits at around 50-50. Betting has heated up among the owners as thousands are being spent on Super Bowl odds, team total wins, and user versus user games. One thing I'd like to note, the over-unders have jumped up to increments of 10 and 15 extra points per game. Early on, bookies saw much more defensive football being played, and the overs were cashing like free money. Adjustments have definitely been made. Top news around the league. The Houston Texans came out with a statement showing support of Terry Marlboro, loving the experience and knowledge he will bring to the team. The Commanders are set to move on from FedEx Field after 25 years of service. Star wide receiver Terry McLaurin and quarterback Carson Wentz are both in trade talks. This is a shock to the league as Wentz is currently the third best quarterback in the league. The Browns suffer a big injury as Miles Garrett goes down. The Browns are now looking to dish Watson for possible draft picks. There's also big news coming from the new owner of the Tennessee Titans. Jonathan made a press statement today and we have him on the show right now to explain the situation. Yeah, so to begin the season, we were looking at moving Tannehill and starting uh, Malik Willis, and we did that for the first game, and Malik did not perform as, as well as we had hoped. Uh, so after much consideration, we spoke with Mike Rabel and uh, offensive coordinator, and we decided to head back in the Tannehill direction and uh, we had removed captaincy from him and put him on the trade block and we have since uh, taken him off the trade block and given him captain back and uh, he came back and won us the last two games so we're, we're very excited about that. So there was a lot of shots of Tannehill upset 
on the sidelines during that first game when Malik Willis was out there. The team only got seven points. He threw seven, uh, six interceptions, excuse me. Um, just talk to me what it was like after that game, the vibe in the locker room. Four of the interceptions were complete on Malik Willis and everything. Two of them were we were just trying to get back in the game and forcing it a little too much, even on the offensive play calling. But locker room, we were very, very disappointed. We felt like we should have beat the Giants. And um, if it hadn't been for the six turnovers, we definitely would have beaten them. And that's one of the things we like about Tannehill so far is he hasn't turned the ball over. And uh, we're just we're very excited about that. So over the past two weeks, Tannehill has over 100 quarterback rating in both games. Uh, what did you see week one that made you really want to go with Malik Willis? Well, I, I've always been the type that I like the scrambling quarterback and a little bit more athleticism. And um, with Tannehill, it was more he's definitely a field general and he, he can scramble and everything, don't get me wrong, but uh, Malik was definitely had that athleticism advantage over him. Uh, but we were also looking back at the playoffs last year. I mean, we got into the playoffs, and had it not been for multiple interceptions from Tannehill, we would have moved on farther and potentially competed for a Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowl, what, uh, how, how easy is that to accomplish this season? You're in a new league. A lot of players you have never played against. How do you see yourself, your odds this year, going to the Super Bowl? Uh, I feel pretty confident against the CPU. I've never really played much against other people in Madden, um, but our defense has shown up a lot more than I was expecting, so hopefully we can continue with that even in the uh, user versus user games. I believe you have an early bye week. I believe it's season um, week six. What does that say about the second half grind of the season? Uh, it's definitely going to be more intense. Like, obviously, you hope for a later bye so players can get rested. And um, but hey, it's the NFL. Things are going to happen. We're going to get things done. And uh, with our big injury this last week to Harold Landry, that that gives us an extra week for him to get back for Week Seven. Derek Henry, talk to me about the role he plays on the team. Uh, right now he's, he's playing the typical Derrick Henry role. We're trying to get him at least 20 to 25 touches a game. Um, there's been a, the first two weeks we did not crack the 100-yard mark, but uh, this last week we did, and we're very happy that the offensive line seems to start to get that rhythm, and um, he's starting to see the holes, and the holes are getting bigger. What is more important, player stats or the dub? No, definitely the dub. MVP doesn't matter. If if MVP mattered, then the last game of the season would be between the top five MVP players. That's that's not how this game works. This is a team-oriented game, and it's all about the Super Bowl. It's all about the bragging rights at the end of the year. When you look around the league, are there any other teams that are surprising you? The Ravens' upset against the Dolphins really surprised me so far. Um, but That was crazy, huh? I mean, it's all all the users here are veteran users. As far as I'm aware, I'm the only new person to the league. So 
I mean, just seeing, what was it, the Dolphins put up like 63 points or something like that the first week, like that's just crazy. I don't think even uh, with us being on All-Pro and everything, like I said, I haven't played in a league like this before. I couldn't see myself with the Titans putting up 63 points just hmm. because we're not built for that. But, yeah. I mean, the the Dolphins, they do have weapons at wide receiver and they've got a good tight end. And uh, apparently, too, is doing pretty well if they're putting up 63 points. So, I mean, I think that first week he had like five touchdown passes. But every team's different. Every team's built different. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles are also 3-0 and from what I'm looking at here. And, uh, I think that could be a very good NFC matchup potentially down mm-hmm. the road. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, Zach's versus Rizzy matchup. I'll definitely be watching that one. Yes. Yeah. And last one for you. You know, you mentioned the Ravens upset all all week leading up to that game. The odds were flipping. I believe they were like 14 point underdogs, 16, 11, 12. I mean, it was flipping all over the place. What does that say? That upset. What does that say just for the state of the league and how competitive and tight it really is? It says a lot. Like uh, going into this, everybody was telling me that uh, Long Chin was really potentially going to dominate and Van's really good, Rizzy's really good, Zach's really good but I mean it's just nice to see that any given week you can come out with a W even when you don't expect it so I mean I look forward to I think I've got three or four user games this year Uh, and then if we get into the playoffs I'm sure I'll see some more but uh, it just definitely shows that even if you're the underdog you can win it Thank you so much. Anything you want to say in closing? Yeah, we just, I want to back up Mike Brabel. Um, his decision to bench Tannehill for Willis, we we agreed with it at the time, but uh, Tannehill has definitely proven through practice and his play that uh, we were wrong in doing so, and we just want to publicly make that announcement. And thank you so much. That was fantastic. You just heard from a new owner. I mean, he was just brought into the league. He's a friend of ours. Um, He saw what we were doing. He was really excited by it, wanted in. I mean, it it was unanimous. He was in within seconds of asking. Um, You know, that's just what what we want. We want people that are committed, you know, positive mindset, really into it. You could tell... He did his research. He loves the team. Um, he's from Tennessee. Uh, just great stuff right there. Great interview. You know, we were talking a lot about the odds there at the end and how you're never out of it. Uh, one of the big shockers, at least to me right now, is the Saints 1-2. and two. I had them projected as Super Bowl champs this season. I had them as the highest betting odds or the lowest betting odds, however you want to interpret that i mean they were plus 100 they were plus 100 the next team i believe was the dolphins they were like 150 so on so forth a lot of teams in the 300s and the 400s i believed in the saints and i still do i'll say it i have i have a couple bets down on them to win the super bowl i took them at the beginning of the season um and especially now one and two what are their odds now plus 270 bet a hundred dollars make 270 on the saints i like that i like logan i think he's gonna figure it out 
I think he's going to take a real look at his team, look at the scheme, look at the depth chart, look at the plays he's calling, look at the plays he's not calling. You know, he has 75 points on the season, and he's given up 76. Very close games. I, I see a big blowout coming soon. Um, and that being said, I know I have another owner on the line. He's from Seattle. He owns the Seahawks. Mr. Zach, are you there? Zach Jones. Zach Jones. Jones. There he is. Howdy, pilgrims. So there's something I really wanted to talk about, but I wanted to wait for you to be here. That one tie. That was a big mess up that we had in the league. Tell us what happened. Well, you see, I couldn't see the scoreboard. I couldn't see anything. The time was messed up. Uh, I couldn't even see downs. I had to do it the old-fashioned way. The chain gang was getting in the way. It was just... It was just hectic. I mean, you could tell it was a first-season game because, I mean, Russell Wilson didn't even wear the right uniform. It was, I mean, insane. <laughs> so we had to just cut that out and call it a 0-0. So let's paint this picture. Okay. You, this is week one, right? Yes. Game just came out, right? Indeed. I believe we had to wait four, five, six hours to even get through the preseason, right? Indeed. So you could not wait to play that game. Oh, I could not wait to tear it. was all you were thinking about. Yes, sir. You just wanted the league to hop on, get through the preseason, get to week one. You wanted to play. Oh, indeed. So excited. Hurt my heart. Right? Tell me, how excited were you? Oh, I meant super excited. It hurt my heart watching all these games and then thought I was going to get on and play mine. And then, lo and behold, all that happened. All hell broke loose. So you load in and immediately you know something's wrong because the big, the big bar at the top that says the teams and the time yeah, and the down. The power outage, power outage, man. Just nothing there. Nothing. Players are wearing different jerseys. Yeah, I guess Russell <laughs> forgot his. So, you quit. Indeed, and he gave thinking, me a zero, zero. But you quit thinking, oh, like this stinks, but I know from previous seasons, the commissioner can just force the win. Not even just force, just restart the game. Or restart to, you the could, game. You could just make it uh, the net game restart it completely and then play from scratch. So... You wait until the next day. The commissioner looks, and he can't do that. Yep, we Googled, we looked into it, and there's just nothing you can do about it. You just got to take that tie. And you don't even get stats on the tie. It's not like it was like a generated tie, like a, you know, 2020 tie, 17, you know, you get some random stats on the court. It was literally a game that just doesn't exist. You got no points, you got no stats, you got no XP, you got nothing. Yeah, if I'd have thought about it, I would have just done the sim game or something just for the heck of it, see if that maybe helped it, like do a play or something like that if that didn't work just figure something way around it but I mean 
I didn't know that you couldn't reset. So, you know, it's a learning curve. Now everybody knows what to do if this happens. I feel like that might have worked. Like, if you did the sim play or sim quarter, you know, and then you come back into it, it might work. It I also wonder if you could just play the game that way. Because I remember your, your fear was... What if I just play this game and it's like an endless game? Like, yeah, the clock's like not ticking. Yeah, I was stuck in a loop. Yeah, yeah. just stuck in a loop. But I, I could have tried some different things out. I just, now that we know that that don't work, like the reset, and then we we can find ways around it, like play a, um, a drive and then look and see if the time has changed on it. Just different stuff. But now we know not to quit out or to do any of that. I guess it's to keep people from it, but... I still think the commissioner should have more power and be able to reset and stuff. But, hey, you know, I didn't make it. I, I don't make the rules. I just live by them. So we're on week three. We need two users or two. Well, yeah, we need two users to play two CPUs tonight. Okay. That's probably going to get done. We're probably going to get to week four tonight, hopefully. Um, week five, you have a user game. Week five. You already had a user game, though. Yeah, I did. Um, we lost that game pretty bad. I mean, we're just trying to figure some stuff out. Drew Locke's young. I mean, we're trying to figure things out. This team's young, but um, Who did we you made play? sure. But we played Van Falcons. The Falcons. But I promise you what, our team fights, and we play hard because we were lay in the wood to them had hurts to their players to none of ours so if we lose i promise you we taking a few players with you i promise <laughs> we mean but, we rugged and that's what we practice like and we lift hard but you lost Man. by 21 points yeah but the six injuries make up about does it 19 of it about 19 of it does it no, but we now we know people are gonna be a little scared when they step on that field next time. I did not watch that game, so when I'm looking at it, I'm seeing you lose by 21 at home. Was it over before it even started? Was it over early? What happened? No, I would say Van's team's just it's uh, he, he made some good free agency pickups. And I mean, they were they were great. They play good. Um, got some good linemen. They were keeping up blocks. Marcus Mariota's came out of free. I mean, he it went back to Oregon days with him because he's throwing dimes. He had a back corner, most beautiful pass I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this Falcon team's on fire. Whatever um, Van's putting in their juice over there, uh, somebody go test them. I will send USADA over there at 6 in the morning, wake them yes. up, see what's going on. Uh, week 5, though, you're playing the Saints. You know, you're 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and the Saints are 1-2. and two. Both teams, you know, they probably, both teams probably wish they can get off to a little bit better start of where we're at right now. You know, have a couple more wins. Um, what's the importance of Week 5, this game? I'll tell you, uh, pack a lunch because it's going to be a game, guys. Uh, I would definitely tune in for this one because, I mean, we're fighting for our lives out here. Like, one of us has to get something going. If we don't, I mean, this season's going to be long and ruthless. So once you start getting these dwindling losses and they keep adding up, that team morale is going to keep dropping and everything. So I would say it's one of the most important games of our season for sure. I agree. But also... 
expectations play a part in a game like this. You look at before the season started, you were around, you know, like a plus 400 team, plus 500 to win the Super Bowl, and you're still right around there. So you're like on course. You know, you were projected to win about nine games, ten games. You're on course. Somebody like the Saints, they were projected to win the Super Bowl. They were the favorite. I had them win in about 13, 14 games. So expectations are a little different coming into a game like this. I feel like you have nothing to lose. Yeah, I don't. I mean, for sure. I'm just I think we can be a playoff team, but I mean, we're going to be in that bottom tier, which is fine, but it is crazy to see um how the Saints have kind of struggled cuz I didn't expect that at all. I I I expect that team Logan, he usually whips them in shape pretty early and pretty quick and he's one of the most deadliest players in this league, but I mean, it happens. It's a new game. It's completely different feel. Some of the plays don't work the way they used to, and uh, it's going to take some time. But I, I, I expect a good game from him, and I expect him to definitely pick it up. Now, in a game like that, do you go into it with the mindset of trying to limit mistakes, trying to you know keep it a low-scoring game, or do you go in there and try and run it up on a team that's struggling? Um, I guess I would have to just fill it out. I mean, we're going to take what we can get. If we can run it, if we can, whatever plays are working, we're going to stick to it. Um, we're not going to try to force anything because that never goes well with us. And uh, kind of just dink and dunk and work them to death because uh, they're talented over there. So, I mean, uh, skill-wise, skill-wise, I mean, we got to bring them in the trenches. we got to be like a UFC fight. We want to ground and pat. We want to take them to the deep end. The Browns had a big injury. Miles Garrett goes down. Uh, Deshaun Watson goes on the block. They're one and yes. two. I wanted to talk about that, actually. Um, Give me your thoughts. It's crazy to see such a great player go on, on the trade block so soon. I mean, he just got there, and I guess maybe his attitude's wrong. Maybe he's just going to the wrong massage players. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it's it's insane to see that going on the block. But, hey, I mean, he might find himself a home in Seattle if uh, he plays his cards right. But we'll just have to see because I'm happy with Drew Locke. I, I like seeing him uh, get better and better. He's making some good throws. He's We just need to figure stuff out. But, hey, we might. Hey, we got some good ones over here too, Deshaun. So we might hit you up. Feel like you're sending mixed signals. Uh, it's a little of both. I just like to keep everybody on your toes. You know what they say. You know you don't want to know that your next move. Hmm. It's interesting. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have anything By to say way, in closing? I do. Van, while you're icing your players, let them know that they went through heck against me, and let everybody else know that we're coming to hit. Thank you, and good night. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you got another couple minutes? I do. Okay, hold on. We got Van on the other line. Van, are you with us? Yes, sir. Do you have a reply to that? I mean, I don't really have to say anything. He can just look up at the scoreboard if it's showing for him. Hey, just remember, we might not have won the battle, but we won the war. 
I, uh, I don't think that's that's your what happened. Your looking a little. Your roster's looking a little I mean, weak. I mean, just think about going, it. You going into players. it right now, Look how I only have one hurt. Got. I only got one hurt. Got. Nah, you got. I only got one player level. playing next week, uh, and I already, but, I already but we put the next your, man up. Those, those six players, we made them quit. We made them want to go home. We made and them want to cry. I they didn't even need them, apparently. Like, oh, my fingers hurt. Oh, my <laughs> fingers. I don't want to be on the field no more. Oh. I don't care about that scoreboard. We're building something here. We're not trying to win games right now. We're building. <laughs> a, <laughs> we're not. We're building. We're building stuff here. We're, we're, we're building players to be men. We don't want none of that weak stuff here. So if you're weak, you're out. And guess what? Nobody's weak right now. I think that's the quote of the day. We're not trying to win games <laughs> win here. games, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good not luck. right now. Not right now. We're trying to build a backbone. I can't I hope remember it works out for you, homie. Yeah, well, you, uh, those Super Bowls look real nice, but we're building men around here. We don't have a little boy. This ain't high school football. You know, you have to. These are grown ass men. Half of them are older than you. Hey, you know what? We're going through high school philosophy at first. We'll build. If you build it, they will come. Van, what happened in that game to make you win by 21? Uh, turnover differential. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Mariota was playing out of his freaking mind. Marcus Mariota played amazing football, just like we expected him to. Um, we ran the ball effectively, you know, kept him honest. It was just a, a good game overall uh, for the Falcons. You know, you're rolling right now. You're three and zero, so you could give advice out. If you could give advice to the Seahawks, what would you say? Uh, try to win games. Don't try to build men. We'll see how that works. Five years from now, we're going to be winning games. Five years? <laughs> I don't know. We'll give or take. Give or take? Don't, don't Dude, don't if quote, I'm from Seattle, I'm, I'm looking at my jersey. I'm saying five. Five years? Some of the DK's probably like, uh, no, nah, I, I need to win right now. No, nah, DK's happy with it because he's a I feel like man. every Seahawk right now is calling their agent saying, get me the hell out of here. Yeah, I think I think Deshaun's going to have to stay in Cleveland then, not come to Seattle because he's trying to win a game now too. I'm not going to lie, I might have a concussion from that game, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought none of your players got hurt. Yeah, only me, the coach. <laughs> Thank you so much, Zach. Van, 3-0. and yeah. I don't really know. I expected the the Saints game the first week to, to go a little differently than it did. Um, I mean, I'm happy, obviously, with how, how it showed up, but I don't know. I think Marcus Mariota just is showing everyone why he should have been the number one overall draft pick. He should still be relevant in the league. Um, unlike Jameis Winston, um, I mean everything's just clicking for us right now on defense. We made we made a couple of trades, got rid of some older you know players to help develop uh, these younger guys. But the the offseason moves we made is definitely improving the team overall. You know I look at the top three quarterbacks right now: Mariota, Hurts, Wentz. Each of you guys have good numbers, but you are clearly better you have better completion you have a way higher rating i mean your rating is 111 touchdowns 10 interceptions 5 both of them have more interceptions than touchdowns their completions are down their ratings are down yards are about the same but you're just having a phenomenal season I'm, you know 
Talk to me about Marcus and your confidence in him. I mean, he's he's probably my favorite player to ever play football, um, just from college. And I just never thought he got the respect he deserved. Uh, in the preseason and, you know, just playing, like, exhibition games and whatnot, he just didn't seem like he can compete at the top level anymore. So before the season started, we told him, like, if he's not playing well, uh, you know, the young guy, uh, Desmond Ritter, is going to come in and step in and develop him that way, whether we win or lose. I think that just lit a fire under him, and he's just playing phenomenal football. I mean, he's only, like you said, his turnover to touchdown differential is the best in the league right now. Um, and it's not for, like, just playing the computer, you know. I've played two users out of three and won pretty convincingly in both of those games. So so one of the quarterbacks that I brought up, Carson Wentz in Washington, like I, just, like I said, he's third. And he's on the trading block. These these star players, Terry McLaurin, Carson Wentz, all these guys are leaving. And uh, I guess maybe the, the commanders are in a rebuild kind of mode, you know, trying to get some draft picks, trying to open up some cap space for free agency. I don't know. I just – I don't see trading away, like, you know, two of my top five players. But that's just me. Um, but, I mean, good luck to them. Uh, we play them on the 27th of November. So hopefully they're gone by then, because if they are, that means I'm going to have a little bit easier of a game. I mean, they're, get, they're getting rid of their stadium. They're getting rid of their star players. What's they're just, yeah, I'm, they're going to have to change their name again, probably. I feel like this was kind of contradictory of what he was telling us in episode two. Uh, I, I was under the impression he was going to build around Carson. Um, I think Terry McLaurin has the potential to be the best like wide receiver in the league. Uh, I mean, he's... He only has 16 catches for 329 or 320 yards right now, and he's just balling out. But he wants to get rid of him, probably presumably for cap space. He's, you know, is on his contract. He's pretty expensive, but I just I think overall that the the Commanders have an identity crisis at the moment and kind of just need to figure themselves out. I also think they're overreacting. I mean, they're one and two right now. You look at the Week One game. Uh, they were trailing, I think, by like 20 points at halftime. They score 15 in the third quarter. They go on to tie it in the fourth. They go to overtime. They lose. It's a close game. It's a winnable game. They could be 2-1 and one right now. Yeah, uh, I think it's the same kind of situation you have in Cleveland, too. Uh, they're trying to ship off Deshaun Watson. Um, unless there's some, you know, insider stuff going on. Uh, like, you know, something that the media hasn't heard about. I don't know how the the Browns, you know, who traded all this away, including Baker Mayfield, get rid of their potential quarterback of the future. Um, I understand, you know, they're one and two, but they lost by seven against a good Steelers team um, last week. <clears throat> I don't know who they lost to on the other game, but I don't know how you get rid of someone like Deshaun Watson. So you're three and oh, you got... Good teams behind you. The Eagles 3-0, the Jets 2-0, the Ravens 2-1. Those three teams that I just named, I had projected to win nine games, eight games, and eight games. Uh, I, I knew the Eagles were going to come in and, uh, you know, light up the show. Uh, like you, I mean, again, that, that Washington-Eagles game could have gone either way. So they both could be 2-1 right now, but just one happens to be 3-0. Um, the Ravens, I mean, they're the Ravens. Their defense is stout. Lamar Jackson does Lamar Jackson things. Um, they had a really close game the other night. Um, 
and the Jets, I actually have only they, – they beat the Ravens. I mean, so you have to put the respect on that. No one, I don't think anyone expected the Jets to come out and be 2-0 uh, just because they're the Jets. But he's out there doing things. You know, Zach Wilson got told that he's going to get all the milfs he wants when the season's over if, if they make it to the playoffs. So Jets beat Ravens. Ravens beat Dolphins. Yeah, the Ravens-Dolphins game – blew my mind, especially when I think uh, Jonathan hit on earlier, you know, the Dolphins came out and put 63 on the computer, uh, which is not an easy task to do, um, and then come and lose to the Jets. It just shows how stout the Jets team actually is. So I'm looking at the week five betting lines right now. Dolphins are at the Jets. Jets are getting eight and a half points. So the 2-0 and Jets that beat the Ravens and the Ravens beat the Dolphins. Jets are underdog. Uh, I still, I, I still think that's probably pretty accurate. Um, Scott is just—he just does things on this game that a lot of us can't do. Um, he just probably had a bad game. Uh, we all have those days. So I think, I think it's the game's going to be significant. It's either going to be won by a couple points, or it's going to be a blowout either direction. Uh, it's not. There's no like. Oh, I won by like ten. No, it's it's gonna be win by a field goal or one team's gonna get blown out by twenty. I got a couple more questions. Yes, sir. Week four next week. Hopefully, we get to it by tonight. I think we could definitely get our two user games. That's the Jets. That's the Texans. I think both of them log on. I think both of them play. Yes. Your week four game against the Browns. Could possibly be played tonight. I hope so. I hope so too. Thoughts on that game? Uh, if so, a couple things happened in the last hour. So Deshaun Watson going on the trade block, and then uh, the Falcons are uh, trying to ship out Calvin Ridley, um, which is a pretty big deal considering we have such a young wide receiver core like roster, um, and Calvin Ridley is easily at the top of the depth chart for that. But we'll see if that happens before a game. If Deshaun Watson's gone by the by the game, I just have to stop Derek or sorry, uh, Nick Chubb, which is not an easy task. But uh, I think I think I predict myself winning that game too, um, with or without Deshaun. But that's just confidence riding high right now. Uh, they got a lot of speed and you know Schwartz and whatnot at receiver. But hopefully my corners can lock that up real fast. Oh no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game, but I still think the Falcons are gonna take the win on that. All right. Well thank you and good luck to the rest of the season. Thank you, sir. All right, and we actually have another owner calling in. Dio. Dio, you with us? Yeah, I'm here, Sachs. So let's talk about what's going on in Cleveland right now. You got a big injury, you got people on the block, games haven't been going your way. Talk to me. Well, what's going on is it seems like we need a reset here in Cleveland, um, starting from the bottom up. Uh, I met with some coaches over the week, and we decided that there would be some players on the trade block. Um, there may even be some coaches on the firing block. You never know what's going to happen here in Cleveland. Uh, two losses, the way we lost, uh, it's not acceptable. 
Um, a combined total of, what, 14 interceptions in two weeks is not acceptable. Um, there, there will be some changes, some methodology changes, identity changes, uh, and possibly quarterback changes as well. So people from Cleveland, they've seen their franchise, you know, just it's a roller coaster. They had Baker, you know, the honeymoon period was good. And then the fallout was rough. They trade, get a lot or send a lot to get Deshaun over here. And now you want to ship them. What do you have to say to the people of Cleveland that have stuck, stuck by this franchise the whole time? Well, just letting you know, this is new management. Oh, uh, this new management has nothing to do with the old management. Um, we just had to give Deshaun Watson a chance, um, and his leash was already short, and he has proven that he is not worthy of staying in this franchise. Therefore, we will be looking to ship him out. Uh, we are looking at a huge cap penalty because of that, but it is something that I will have, which is something I will take into consideration, something I don't take likely, but um, there are some changes that need to be made. We were talking with the Seattle owner, Zach, Zach Jones, before. He said it will take about five years to start winning. Do you project five years or do you think you can get it done earlier? Well, it'll take a while to get it done, seeing as we have no, our structure is at a rebuild. Uh, we have no draft picks, so we may even be trading for draft picks. Now, But yeah, it may take a while to win here in Cleveland. Now, you come from a lot of money. Your family owns Ford, Ford dealership. You got a lot of money. You could move this franchise wherever you want. Are you going to stay in Cleveland? You know what? Uh, there's one thing I noticed when I, when we had our board of directors meeting, and what what I saw was horrible. And what that was was it's not only was it attendance numbers, but it was TV numbers in our uh, in our. Um, in the Cleveland area. So one thing that I am think considering is moving to a place not only that appreciate coming to the games in person, but that has a huge TV market so everyone can enjoy the product that we put on the field. How interested are you bringing a franchise outside the U.S.? If, you know, the fans want it and everything and the margins add up, I am quite interested in doing that. I know London's wanted a team. I know Mexico wants a team. Are those two places that interest you? Well, London definitely interests us because uh, we would have a... Not only would we have a corner on the city of London, but we would have uh, we would have the entire country to ourselves. So that is something that we are thinking of. Do you think the players would mind the travel? The players don't want to. Tr the uh, the players don't want to travel. They know where the door is. I also think that it should be considered when building a new stadium. You either want to keep costs down, running costs down, initial costs down, or try and go big, 
bed, get, you know, the brightest lights, the most seats, the most people in there. Where do you see attendance versus just cost effectiveness and revenue? Well, as you know, in London, they have a lot of, uh, not only do they have a lot of uh, infrastructure already there, uh, but they have historical infrastructures in the way of stadiums and whatnot. Um, They have a lot of uh, popular soccer brands, uh, cricket teams. So we do not have to worry about having the flashiest stadium for football uh, facility. We want people to we just want people to attend our games um i don't see us going to building a state-of-the-art stadium as we really won't be competing with any other football teams in the country of england should we make a move of that stature i got a couple more questions and then we got a big game next week, which hopefully will be played tonight between you and the Falcons. I know I have Van on the other line. I'd love to bring both of you in and just, you know, hear you talk to each other. But before I do that, um, a lot of owners are talking about shipping players or they've already traded players. It's a big topic of discussion. It's a big topic of discussion. I want to know who on your team has their job secure. Who do you love? Who are you developing? Well, one player that uh, will definitely get a key to the city of Cleveland. Oh, you know what? To a key to the uh, Browns uh, ownership facility would be Nicholas Chubb from Georgia, the University of Georgia. He is safe. He is on lockdown. We're hoping to offer him a lifetime contract. Um, He brings his lunch pail to work. He puts in the work. He learns the offense. He's in a cheerful attitude. When a team gives up, he doesn't give up. We were in a horrible game the other day, and he still rushed over 100 yards. Nick Chubb currently averaging over 100 yards a game, has three touchdowns, seven broken tackles, long yard, longest run of 63 yards. I mean, that's hell of a season through three weeks, so I would agree with giving him the key. Um, Van, are you with us? Nick Chubb, how worried are you about Nick Chubb? Oh, I mean, extremely. Uh, He's either going to have a 200-yard game against us or a 50-yard game. He's he's the X factor on that team, um, and you never really know. Uh, I think the injury to Miles Garrett is going to benefit me, obviously, tremendously. Less pass rush, but Nick Chubb being healthy, and I mean, he I think he has the best average per attempt in the league right now. I mean, 54 attempts for 305 yards. That's over six yards a carry. It's going to be hard to stop. So, Dio, you have a big game tonight against. Uh... Well, hopefully tonight against Van. You still have Nick Chubb. You still have Deshaun Watson. These moves haven't been made. You still got a great football mind. You're a great player. This is a winnable game. This is a, every game is a winnable game. What do you? What's your message to Van? My message to Van is: I hear you're looking for a quarterback. We have one. You can take him. <laughs> I meant about the game. <laughs> About the game, we can discuss uh, backdoor deals after the game. 
I mean, I feel like you're not doing a good job of selling this as a must-watch game. It sounds like you're just gonna trot out there, take the L, and trot back and pick up the phone. Well, Van, I, th I think we're, we're going to have, you know what, we're going to give it our all. Uh, Nick Chubb is still the leader of this team. Uh, we may we may trot out a backup quarterback that won't turn the ball over. We're going to, you know what, we're just going to have ourselves a game. And thank you both. That was excellent. Very excited for that game. I still think Cleveland has a shot. I think he's a great football player, and I think if he shows up in a good mental space, ready to play a game, you know, anything could happen. A couple mistakes on the Falcons early on, pick six, points on the board, fumble, mistakes, you know, anything could happen. We've seen a lot of special teams, kickoff returns. I don't know if we've had any punt returns, but hey, anything could happen in the Gridiron Glory League. Thank you so much. Episode 4 will be dropping this week.